Dan, I got to tell you, I love our intro music. <laughs> keep it keep it going for a does little it, bit longer. Does it, could... does it just get you up and moving about and put you in that mood? Yeah, I I just love our intro song. <laughs> it's it, it just I think it just gets me in the right frame of mind for for podcasting and firewood. I just love it. I, oh. I think do you remember when when we were kicking around the idea of doing the podcast, we like started pretty early on trying to figure out what our song should be. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, there there weren't a lot of options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was, we had both, we, we just had every example possible that we were going through and we we're like, nah, that's no good. Nah, that's no good. <laughs> and then well, we this... picked on this one and we both went like, yes, that's it. Yeah. But this is interesting because I was thinking about possibly, um, you know, saying, do you think we need to change anything up? Like once we reach our 100th episode, do you think maybe it would be time for like ref a refresh, you know, like. Maybe a little new jingle, maybe I don't know. But now if you're if you're in this much in love with that intro, we can't we can't change it. I don't know if we want to change it. I love it. I love it. And I also love the 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 jingle for the word of the day. Oh. I think <laughs> that gets enough playtime uh, that it could also be its own introduction song. Yes, but we will try not to refer to me as that today we'll see if that, we can <laughs> yeah that name which should remain nameless yes you're the you're the voldemort of firewood <laughs> non-professionals that's right <laughs> <laughs> non-professional is correct yeah so i don't know how you've been dan but my phone is ringing off the hook off the hook just sales Sales are on fire, which is ironic. And now we are probably in a uh, an Indian summer, I guess. Ooh. We had a cold snap. We had our first frost. Oh, now we're in now we're in the mid seventies. Wow. Yeah, I I don't really um, advertise much out there with my number. However, I actually have received a couple calls um, about people inquiring about firewood. So yeah. they're looking for bulk, however, so I always direct them to uh, my urban logger, Rick, who sells bulk firewood. So I have gotten calls, just I haven't been able to fulfill the orders. Yeah, I am ambivalent of bulk sales. It's not that I'm ambivalent. It's that I just feel good and bad and indifferent all at the same time. <laughs> And and that is what ambivalent means, <laughs> apparently, because yeah. <laughs> this this jingle has got you into like a whole new mindset here. Ah, uh, like yeah, I just love that. My goodness, uh -huh. dropping these big words and terms. Yeah, I don't think ambivalent is that big of a word, but whatever. <laughs> I would have never yeah. guessed to hear it on this podcast, but yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. So bulk sales. I don't know. For me, it's a double-edged sword. And this is why. If I did not have a single customer, you know, bulk sales to me is residential delivery. Let's Because I guess yes. bulk could also be to restaurants. But let's not. I'm talking about residential delivery. Yes. Of all of the wood that I make, 
I could make the exact same amount and not sell a stick of it to bulk, and I could still sell it all. But you would be making more. Um, I think I think I would probably be making more money. It would yeah. just come in differently. It's kind of like restaurants. So if I had no residential deliveries in my portfolio of customers. Ooh, fancy. That is a nice <laughs> word. I, I am telling you, I know I can sell every single stick of that firewood to, to, to restaurants and then to bundles. So I see like um, firewood sales as a three-legged stool. Um, restaurants, residential, and retail. The th what I call the three R's of firewood sales. Actually, I just thought of that. So I'll take credit. <laughs> I will take credit for the three R's of firewood sales, okay? The, when you are just like all restaurants, you would sell all of that same amount of wood, but it's spread out through all 12 months. If you only sell residential, you'll probably have some sales in the spring and summer, but it is mostly an, an, an intensive three to four months of just nonstop firewood deliveries yes yeah and that's that's one of the reasons why i am kind of hesitant about you know i could have sold the two-thirds of a cord that this guy wanted but then that would have depleted my inventory down to nothing so like do you ever yeah. look at you know your bulk sales or your residential sales and say and try to project out and be like you know what i don't know if i want to fulfill this order because i know i need that next week next month yeah i don't know if this is going to be an accurate analogy all right when i worked for that national auto parts chain we sold you know all of the car parts let's just talk about like your thermostat your radiator hoses your clamps your additives and your antifreeze so antifreeze what is what they regarded as a commodity and the price was priced very low to where you practically made no money when you sold antifreeze it's because when people would come in to buy antifreeze you try to get them to buy all of the other related items and that's how you get your sale it's like unleaded gas at a gas station they keep the price of that real low to generate traffic so that when you come in you'll go inside and buy dr peppers and hot dogs and stuff yes so knowing that about the antifreeze uh we had a customer that came in and he had some type of manufacturing company or some type of a contractor he had all kinds of need for antifreeze and he offered to buy he wanted to buy every single case of antifreeze that we had in the store and we told him no uh and he says well what the heck for you you want to sell it don't you and yes, we wanted to sell it, but no, that wasn't the role of that antifreeze because we'd make practically no money on it. The antifreeze is used as a vehicle to get other people to come into the store. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. And, and firewood to me, I don't know. That's where I'm just saying that's not a very good analogy, but the same thing goes. If you had an offer to sell all of your firewood that you have to just one person. I don't think that is such a good idea because I think you ultimately are trying to grow your business and increase your visibility in your delivery area. And if you sell all of your wood to just one person, 
okay, you got your money, but I don't think that you really done yourself much benefit long term because yeah. you could have had 50, you know, customers. 40, yes. 50 different yep. customers that you have, that you could have satisfied with outstanding customer service. And then you missed it to get all of your money in one, in one lump. Now, yep. some people may go for it because that's just what they want to do. But it just seems to me with, with residential of the, the third R of firewood sales, um, you know, I, I, and bulk sales too. That's why I, I try to say I stay away from bulk. What I call bulk would be like a core delivery. And I just deliver small quantities. And I would much rather deliver small quantities at a high margin and spread out my income over an entire year than, you know, getting it all in just like one day. Hmm. I don't know. Yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> but, following you. Yeah. But maybe we're crazy. I don't know. It just seems, it just seems like, you know, the, the guy that wanted to, that offered to buy all of the antifreeze and we turn it down because that's ultimately not how we're going to grow the business. You know? Yep. Yeah. And if, if you had someone that wanted to buy a large quantity of firewood, a lot of it, like half your inventory. Uh-huh. But here's the kicker. They yeah. want it at a discount because they're buying so much. Uh-huh. Which is one of the, you know, this is where you get into like this Walmart or these national retailers or these, um, uh, Sam's Club, you know, where they sell everything in big bulk because yep. they'll sell it to you cheap and they want to move a lot of product and that's how they make their money. And I am from the uh, school of thought, which says to each their own. Uh, but if you're asking me, is that what you're asking? Joe, yes. do you give discounts? Yes. Do you give a discount? <laughs> so I can answer this one of two ways. I have a long answer and a short answer. Uh, oh. Which one would you prefer to hear? Well, um, <laughs> it honestly doesn't make it any difference because they are exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is, if I give discounts, the answer is no. I no. Don't. No. Yeah. No. No, I don't give discounts. My reply to that would be, what for? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm serious. What for? Why? Why give discounts in firewood? I don't understand this. Now, like I'm saying, to each their own. If you use, you know, your sales as a way to give back to the community, I understand all that. Or, or you know, to to whatever, you know, if to to the elderly or to uh, public servants, you know, your your first responders or military, I understand all that. I am just saying that I'm. This is my livelihood. And, um, at least the way I see it, it is easy to sell firewood. I think that it is impossible to make firewood and not sell it. <laughs> it's like owning an NFL football team. It's impossible to not make money. And therefore there's no reason to give discounts, none. And like people that want to buy a full cord off of me, I tell them, I don't, I don't deliver cords, you know? And then, or if they want to buy a quarter and they'll say, well, how much is it? If I get a half, it would be a quarter times two times two. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't give discounts. You know, there's no such thing as a discount in firewood. 
Wow. I, I thought you were a nice guy. I thought you were. I am. You know. <laughs> I am a nice guy. And that's why I'm not knocking on your door with my hand out. Asking. <laughs> but yeah, but you do we... see that. You see that quite a bit where people will, they might even advertise, you know, like a discounted rate for the more that you buy. Yeah. And, and, and that's the one, you know, people are always looking for a deal. For whatever yeah, reason, I'm That's always like and I'm always looking for a deal too. Just know? not in firewood. Uh, well, I mean, I'm if I'm a consumer, heck yeah, you know, you're always looking for a deal. Uh, but the way at least that I sell firewood, number one, I, <laughs> yeah, this shouldn't, this isn't the first time I've said this. I uh, I am very cheap. I'm the most frugal person <laughs> you've ever met, and that's how I got into firewood to begin with. You know, because <laughs> I didn't feel like we bought this house that's not on the gas line and propane's too expensive. So I was looking for ways to save money and wood's cheap, you know? Um, and my whole business model revolves around avoiding people who heat with wood because they're like me, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know right away when a person calls me, when they're asking about firewood, the first thing that they want to know is how much it seems like, and I know right away that they're not going to buy off of me. It's always yeah. the people that literally, you know, as long as the price is reasonable, they're willing to pay extra for value, which is what I do. Um, but I would just tell everyone out there, even if you're just selling it for, a, <sighs> even if you're just selling it as a hobbyist, <laughs> I had to say it, it's the word of the day, <laughs> even if you're just selling it like that, I don't see a reason to give a discount. You know, unless you want to, because you, you know, you have a thing for, you know, whatever it is. I understand. And I think that's admirable. And I'm, I'm not cold hearted like that either. You know, yeah, there have yeah. been times <clears throat> when something comes up and absolutely I'll take care of a person. Absolutely. In fact, I'm not even opposed to giving firewood away. Uh, if, if it's, you know, for the right reasons. Right. Absolutely. Yep. But I'm just saying as a business practice, discounts, what for? It is easy to sell firewood. You will never have firewood left over at the end of the year. So why sell it cheap? You've put all of that time into it, all of that effort, all of the fuel, driving your truck up and down the road, all your smashed fingers and banged shins and loading <laughs> and unloading and stacking. And you want to sell it for a discount? I don't understand why. Because even if it is easy to sell firewood, Dan. If you can't get the sale from this person because you're too high, you'll sell it tomorrow. You could probably even raise your price another 25% and still sell it. Oh, and then in doing so, you, so in other words, if someone asks if you have, if this is a, you know, do you offer a discount? And you say, yes, the discount's already built into that's the price. <laughs> but, <laughs> but are you, um, <clears throat> So is, would it be then, let's say for myself here, if yeah. I were to say I were to run a, a little ad on the marketplace and I would say something like, you know, fall special, $5 bundles, and then just have like fine print, like regularly $7, even though I normally just sell them for five, would that be, <laughs> you know, because like I said, everyone's looking for a deal. So if, well, you, <laughs> I don't believe I in being dishonest. <laughs> Well, I was considering raising my price, but now <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm going to offer it at this. <laughs> yeah. So there are 
Now, this is people. Please don't take legal advice from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. But I do believe there is there are laws out there, and they are. I think they are specifically directed at like the jewelry industry and the furniture industry, because like they'll have their jewelry is on sale seventy five percent off. Like, I'm serious. It's like three hundred and sixty four days a year. <laughs> and then for one day a year, they have to raise their price to full price. Uh, and that is to comply to the legality. Like you can't like offer like deep discounts all the time or something's time. on sale all the time. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's where, uh, don't get me started on these national retailers. That could be its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cause I've seen it. I've seen it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just see, you know, like you'll see uh, advertised bundles like $7 a bundle or three for 20. So yeah. is that like offering that type of discount? Is it to make it easier for the customer because they probably have a $20 bill and not a $21 in their pocket? Or is it a way to try to move more firewood? But to your point, you're then moving more, but getting less for it. Yeah. And that's the way I see it. I guess it could, you know, there's these enticements. Uh, you know, you see it for, um, I just saw it at the sandwich shop today. It was, you know, buy a, a foot long, get a, a half for half off, you know? So I guess they're, they're just looking to get more income, um, but giving away more not giving away, but selling more product. Selling more product, yep. Yeah, yeah, where they could have uh, gotten full price for it. But who's to say that that person wouldn't have bought it at all? So I don't know. Some people see it as when the customer is standing in front of you that there's a way to squeeze more money out of them. And retailers do that all the time. Why do you think they, at the cash out, at the registers, they put all these kids' little trinkets, you know, little dollar toys at eye level for the kids to see? Yes. You know? Uh, cause they're just trying to get, yeah, they're just trying. Yeah. Cause you're already there. <laughs> and that's the way we were in auto parts. If a customer comes into the store, you, you know, they are already there and they're already willing to spend money. So you try to, uh, go after all of the related items to make sure that they can buy everything that you can possibly get them to buy. That makes your average transaction go up. And if you, I mean, I'm not an accountant here, but if you have like a million transactions a year and you can increase your average transaction by $1, you've just made another. That's $500,000. <laughs> How I'm not in the poor house, I can't explain to you. <laughs> Me and numbers do not get along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, okay, every industry is different. You know, now jewelry, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of jewelry stores. There's a lot of retail uh, general stores out there. There's a lot of hardware stores, a lot of gas stations. So they are scrimping and fighting and clawing for every penny they can get to get you to go shop there. You know, I mean, we got an auto zone here in town, literally right across the street is an O'Reilly's. <laughs> yeah, you know? we have we have Walgreens and right across the street is Rite Aid. They just they just don't get me started on these retailers, but that's what they're doing. They are fighting for every single penny. And I don't think you need to do that in firewood because, you know, even if the guy that's selling wood real cheap, uh, he'll be 
he'll be out by the end of October, you know, which means you're, you're still going to sell your wood and yep. just wait, you know, just wait. And yeah. I am also, I am not, I do not believe in gouging either people, you know, if there's a power outage or if there's, um, you know, your, your wood costs more in January than it did in November. Uh, that ain't me. My prices, uh, my prices hold through the selling season and then, you know, I'll, I'll readjust come, come, you know, midsummer. Yeah. You'll yeah. make any adjustments you need and bump up the price if needed. And yeah, it's so, yeah. and that, like, that's one of the things that when I first started thinking about selling and I kind of was on the fence about going into like, you know, the bulk delivery residential sales, that's one of the things that always like loomed in my mind was if I sold out having yeah. to tell people no, and then having that like anxiety about losing customers because if I didn't have sold a, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it sounds weird, you know, to, to think that way, yeah. but it, it's, it is, I can see we're in firewood, you know, because you, I don't think, it's as easy to build like a loyal customer base when everyone's just out there looking for the best deal they can find at that moment. Yeah. And I think too, Dan, I think it re it probably depends a lot on the kind of market that you're in. Um, yes. For instance, yeah, I, my bulk sales are, I directly go right after high end residential and how I started going after them was I don't sell cords and I try not to sell halves. I only sell quarters, and, but I really mark it up, you know? So I always say a quarter cord is not worth a quarter cord. It's worth much more in, in relation to a full cord. And when you go after a market like that, it just seems like I don't get the tire kickers or the bargain shoppers or the people who wanna beat you up on the price or the people that you're scared to dump the wood onto the ground before you get the payment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah all of that yeah, i don't deal with any of that so uh but and then it seems like the people um you know they, the price isn't the concern to them right um yeah i think it's just as long as it's reasonable what they're worried about is you know professional delivery am i going to show up when i say i will is my wood going to be clean is it going to burn is the and is the quantity going to be correct yep yeah, yeah. I, like the guy that recently just called me looking for, I think it was a cord. Like I could tell that all he was doing was just calling around and no matter who he buys it from this year, he's probably not going to buy it from them next year. Yeah, He's just yeah. looking for the f best deal he can get right now. He's not looking for like a, a long-term relationship for firewood. I agree. And I think that's because of the way they view what they're looking for and that's the wood they literally yep. could care less who it comes from they just need the wood and they want it to be cheap right <laughs> yeah and if if you are a listener to the woodhounds if you have been following at least my youtube channel on sales you you gotta you you must be the people that know how easy it is to sell firewood you literally cannot not sell your firewood <laughs> it, it, it's just that easy and my point has always been well if it's that easy don't sell it for so cheap then and don't be afraid 
to lose a sale because your price is too high. Um, I have a mentor, a business mentor of mine. Uh, he he helps me out, you know, with problems here and there. The very first thing he 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 told me to pay attention to, he asked me what my batting average was when a um, customer would call. I said it's a hundred percent. He says you you never lose a sales when they call. And I says no. He goes then raise your prices twenty five percent. He says your prices are too low. He says you are not effective running your business until you get no's, people that call and they won't buy off of you because your prices are too high. So I did. I immediately raised my prices and I still wasn't getting any no's. And by that time, the season was over. So the next year I raised them again. And uh, for a while it was weird too because I don't like, I don't know, you know, you you grow up, you know, you don't like, you want to please people. And you're willing to give a little bit just to keep people happy, you know, to get the sale. But I, I worked my way through that <laughs> after a while because you got to, you know, uh, I do a good job. I'm world-class delivery service, but, you know, my wood doesn't come cheap. Yeah. And for those of you that have been following you, uh, Joe's YouTube channel and the podcast now, are aware that you are one greedy little SOB, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Just a cruel old man with no heart. <laughs> Just Please. count your dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the kind of comments, too, that just annoy the heck out of me. It's like, if, you if I'm, yeah, serious. If I was wearing a suit and sitting in a desk, you're sitting behind a desk in some glass tower in, in Dallas, you know, <laughs> the CEO of a pharmaceutical company, I'm a great American, you know, <laughs> even though I'm charging whatever they're charging now for insulin, you know, I'm a great American. I'll write a novel about how great of a business person I am. <laughs> but if you sell firewood, you're greedy. Yep. You're, you Come you on. and your $7 bundles, you rip off artists. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I, I'm in business to be in business, you know? And, yep. uh, and I'm upfront with people too. Cause when, even when people do call me and I know exactly what they're doing because I'm, I'm, I am them. I will tell them you, I am not the right service for you. You don't want to buy your wood off of me. Um, you know, I, my wood split too small. It's geared more towards, you know, restaurants and people that just burn on the weekends. I said, I got three people here on my list, uh, that I would recommend that you call. You'll get your wood a lot cheaper off of them. I do. I do yep. that all the time. Yep. In fact, I even met one of them at uh, that uh, Hartville Hardware where I was at a couple weeks weekends ago. Never even met the guy. I just drive by his place all the time. He's a tree service. And they got a lot of firewood there. And I just always tell people, call him. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you're looking for a discount, don't call me. Don't come <laughs> looking for a discount. No discounts. <laughs> no discount firewood. Yeah. What? NDF. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if you want to give discounts, then go for it. But I'm just saying, I think you should always ask the question, what for? You know? And remember the three R's. Reuse, recycle, and residential. <laughs> <laughs> So my dad uh, grew up in, my dad grew up in West Virginia uh, and 
he graduated from high school in the mid fifties. He said they taught in West Virginia, they taught the three R's, which was reading, writing and route two fifty to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, back in those days, you'd graduate high school and you'd you'd move to Ohio to go to the steel mills. Get out of town. There you go. Get out. (laughs) Well, speaking of getting out of town, I think uh, maybe that's what I need to do. So uh, I think we need to maybe strike up the band and listen to that jingle one more time. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for... Uh, hanging out with us today here at the Woodhounds. We are the number one firewood podcast in the world. And we don't give discounts. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you still for get short. to listen for free on all of the major <laughs> podcasting platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Dan, I want to tell you to don't give a discount. <laughs> and be safe and stay cool and have a great day.